Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 292. Today is Friday. Friday, if you're feeling fancy, you know how we be. Uh, today is August 25th, 2023. I'm very excited about today's episode. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast. Really help us out. Rate us. Give a review. We really appreciate that. And then wherever you guys are listening to this podcast, make sure to do the same. Rate us. Give us a review. Um, we're going to jump right in because we got to talk about today. My guests are directors, and they're celebrating the release of their new album, Live in the Sanctuary, which, guys, you know, I said it yesterday. It is fantastic. Like, I found about these guys back in June. And they had two singles and I listened, I've been listening to those two songs nonstop. And now that they released their album, I have even more to listen to. Super anointed, you guys. Really, really great. So let's give it up for my guests today, Kendrian and Lauren Do It. What's up? Welcome to the show. Hey guys. <laughs> Thanks hey. for Absolutely. So yes, big, like I said, backstage and just now big fan of official like full full length album yeah nice yeah what was what was was that process like um it was it's been like our full-time job no uh (laughs) it it really is uh a lot goes into it Uh, a lot of these songs um we've been sitting on gosh um for Oh, 10 plus years parts parts of these songs really sometimes when you think of like a full-length album you're you're thinking yeah you know a year year and a half or whatever but i feel like we've been sitting on a lot of this kind of stuff uh waiting to um just kind of find the right setting the right timing for some of these songs so mm. it's been a long journey um and uh but we're so so excited for this moment so yeah, yeah absolutely why don't you guys start? Cause I know some of this, so I don't feel like I'm missing out as much. Why don't you start Kendrian? You start, you guys started at, you guys came from very different backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. You yep. guys obviously got married in 2017, correct? Yep. yep. Correct. Okay. What is your background? Yep. Obviously you came from a very different background, so I'm going to let you guys start. Um, so yeah, my name is Kendrian Duick. Um, I am Canadian. Um, my wife is, uh, proudly American. I'm proudly Canadian. Um, and so I grew up in a very small, uh, not even town probably, um, in the, in the fields of Manitoba, uh, Canada and in a really small, um, church community. I grew up Mennonite and, um, often there's like a lot of even just like misconception with the type of Mennonite or like how I grew up. I think a lot of people would associate Mennonite just, they think Amish or they think, you know, like, like colony like that. I didn't grow up Mm -hmm. in that type of, um, you know, in a colony or anything like that, but uh, grew up really conservative um, in just a beautiful, amazing community. Um, So proud to to come from it. Um, and the Lord just stirred up a lot of hunger in my heart. And I had done schooling wanting to become a doctor and um, or a hockey player. Every Canadian's dream, you know. <laughs> nice. And uh, and so anyways, I 
I ended up just wanting to do like a little gap year um, because I grew up leading worship in our church and wanted to do like a little gap year in between uh, before university to just do something music related and kind of Bible school related. Um, just kind of through a friend ended up in Toronto, Canada at a at a church called Catch the Fire, which um, I'm sure many listeners on here would probably be familiar with it or familiar with um, the the older name, which was Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, TACF, Mm -hmm. Um, but ended up there at a ministry school. And um, I had no idea what I was really getting myself into, but the Holy Spirit absolutely um, just arrested me for um, just for, you know, his storyline and my life and um, just really transformed my life and and heart in that season. And um, so that's kind of how I went from, from like, you know, quite conservative to, you know, an ultra charismatic (laughs) church, like, like catch the fire. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Lord, I met kind of like my spiritual mom in that season. Her name is Patricia Bootsma. So shout out to Mm. her. Um, but she just really, um, just discipled me in, and really was, you know, just called me, called me higher, called me into, um, yeah, just, the calling that she saw over my life and the Lord had for me. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and so my heart started to really burn in that season in Toronto for the house of prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, and little did I know that I would meet Lauren (laughs) down the road who uh, was at the house of prayer in Kansas city. Um, so the Lord was weaving things together so beautifully. Um, but that's just a, that's a little snippet for me. Yeah. How did yes. your family, well, hang on. How did your family react to you getting into like, you know, cause like yep. Yep. when you're out on the outside, like I grew up outside of the charismatic, you view them as weirdos, yeah, you know? Sure. And then, sure. you know, I suppose it's all relative though to wherever <laughs> yeah. you are, but how did they yeah. react venturing into this? Yeah. So, um, it was, it was unique. I know like, um, at first it was, it was, a it was challenging. It was, you know, obviously just even just the fear of the unknown of like your 18 year old son is, is leaving, leaving yeah. the nest and, and, you know, going out into the, you know, from small town to, you know, the, the biggest city in Canada. So, you know, there was a part of that, just the fear of the unknown in that, that I think was kind of, you know, was, was stirred up. And, um, but but there was definitely, you know, obviously it was, it was, um, you know, theologically it was, there was just, there was differences, Absolutely. you know, and, um, and so there was, there was definitely some, I don't know, some big question marks, some, I don't know if tension is the right word, but, but obviously like big question marks and just like, okay, mm-hmm. what's the place about? And, and I think just like, yeah, I think overall. Um, there was, there was just some, you know, tougher conversations that, that kind of had to be like, kind of work, <laughs> but I will say like the Lord, um, you know, the Lord actually, eventually the reason why I moved out of Toronto was, was to, to help plant a catch the fire church in Winnipeg, um, okay. with a good, um, pastor friend, Trevor Meyer in Winnipeg. And, um, and basically the other reason it was like that but then also prepare but to to 
to focus on family and to go really pour into my family and just to be close to them and pour into relationship with them. And um, I will say that like my parents have always been so um, just in love with the Lord and I've seen such a steadfast relationship with the Lord, but even just some of the things like, I don't know, hearing from the Holy spirit and like seeing my mom, you know, do have her morning coffee now. And she's like, Oh, you know, you know, I felt the Holy spirit saying this or whatever. There's like certain little fruits like that, that I, I can't attribute it to, to me in any sense, because I know, you know, like I can remember times when I'm, you know, just moved to Toronto coming back for a break. And I would be like this fire hose of, you know, just <laughs> spewing off all these yeah. brand new things that I learned about. Oh, dude, school. Yeah. And yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but just honestly, just the environment, I think that, um, that I've been in and then even in Kansas city, I felt like there was, um, yeah, just the environment, kind of them seeing it, them coming to visit, them just just witnessing things for themselves, I think a little bit mm-hmm. has, has really helped. And um, there was a really big prophetic, very specific prophetic word that I received um, just after moving home from um, that. Um, again, it's like, I don't know if anyone knows these people's names, but I'm so grateful uh, to a guy named Brent Borthwick. He's a Canadian. He was on the Canadian Prophetic Council. And um, he actually prophesied over me um, and just specifically called out name, birthday, like literally all of these like things. Um, And even called out like down to my nephew's name that was like just born at the time. And, And this word was also given keep in mind, this word was given actually, not when I was in, um, in Toronto, he gave it in Toronto when I was back home in Winnipeg. And so I, I heard about it through my, through my, um, but all of this is like, that's, that's pretty wild, like name, birthday, all this kind of stuff. Uh, nephew, nephew's name, just some stuff about worship. But Mm -hmm. I, I can honestly say that I think, that word and I don't know you know obviously my parents I don't know I don't know how they would view it but I really (laughs) felt a shift I I yeah I shared that at a specific time with them that word and just like I don't know just being like hey guys like the Lord like pulled me out of this small community and he has he has me on this path and you know what I mean just just kind of sharing some of these things and and shared the word at the right time and um and I felt, I personally felt a shift in my relationship mm-hmm. with my parents mm-hmm. after giving that word. And I don't even, I don't even know if they mm-hmm. like remember me sharing that with them or whatever, uh-huh. but I felt yeah. a shift. And yeah. um, so just grateful to the prophetic, even for helping kind of unlock some of that stuff. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I find that with that kind of stuff, even if the other people don't, aren't, aren't aware of the shift. Yep. I think that that is actually the case that there, that there actually was an, I, cause you could see a change within your family, right. Yeah. As a result of that, that yeah. word. Um, that's yeah. awesome, dude. That's awesome. Okay. Lauren, I cut you off earlier. <laughs> it is now your turn. <laughs> tell us, tell us about what we're at. Yeah. Tell us where you grew up. All that good stuff. Yeah. So I actually grew up, could not be more opposite. <laughs> I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. We always say polar opposite because literally 
literally phoenix desert uh-huh. winter peg canada yeah. <laughs> you're the definition of polar yeah. opposites so yeah. um grew up in phoenix and um grew up in uh, a solid christian um actually at the time from you know when i was born up until probably my early teenage years mm-hmm. um we we're super catholic <laughs> And nice. yeah, so grew up um, very traditional Catholic. Um, my dad is like one of 11 and all of his siblings are like named the same name. And then, you know, they go by their middle name. It's like a very Catholic thing. So, uh, like, wow. So like yeah. we're all John and then something. Yes. Or, yes. Wow. Literally. Like my dad is John Stevens. Oh, it literally is John. John. Yes. Literally John. Maybe that, that was a prophetic download. I just yes. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, um, so around when I was 13, um, 13, 14, uh, my parents sent me to a youth camp and that's when I really, um, encountered the Lord and, uh, kind of took me on this path. And, um, it was probably after high school where I really started getting hungry for God and really wanting, um, even just like a gap year of, you know, I just want to get away for a year and mm-hmm. like, you know, build my relationship with the Lord. And there, you know, there were certain events along the way, like I went through a breakup and, it, you know, just mm-hmm. all these little things along the way in high school that yeah. kind of led me to this. But yeah. there was definitely a storyline from God, mm-hmm. you know, behind all of that. And so when I was around 18, 19, um, I, you know, really wanted just to get away with the Lord, kind of move somewhere else, start fresh. And um, we had some family friends that were actually a part of YWAM. I know you mentioned YWAM yep. there backstage. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, they're based in Kansas City. And they knew of a place called IHOP. And um, and for those of you who don't know, IHOP is not the pancake IHOP. It's the, <laughs> um, it's the International House of Prayer. And so they were super woven into that community as well. And kind of around that time that I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and get away, um, they called my parents, like super, super close family friends. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, you should send Lauren out um, to IHOP. Like she, she, she would love IHOP and it's just a good place just to kind of, you know, soak and just spend, you know, she can spend a year with us and we'll help. And, you know, and my parents, you know, knowing people out there, that was definitely such a piece to them. Like mm-hmm. my 18 year old daughter is like moving, you know, half uh-huh. the country. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they were all for it. They're like, you know what, do it. You know, I took a break from, I was, um, in school, I was actually studying vocal performance, but I was kind of, you know, I was kind of exploring different options, maybe journalism or something like that. Um, But they said, take a year off, take a year off and go do that. And um, I got there and God just, you know, turn, turn my storyline around as he does, (laughs) as As he does does. real good at that. And um, I remember it was the summer after my freshman year in Mm -hmm. the school. where I just had a, I, I call it like a power encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And there was, you know, where you hear the, it's like the internal voice of God, but it's so loud. You're almost like, was that audible? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it was a marking point in my life where God said, you know, 
you're, I'm calling you to the house of prayer. I'm calling yeah. you to intercession. I'm calling you as a prophetic, um, you know, singer in, in these last days or, mm. um, and so no. that was really something that marked me in that season and actually set the trajectory of, you know, the last 10 years for me. Yeah. Um, so I ended up finishing, finishing ministry school at IHOP, jumped on staff, um, was, you know, fully a worship leader, singer in the house of prayer. And then, uh, Along that road, we met each other. Mm -hmm. We actually met at a wedding. Oh, nice! Yeah, well, fitting. Yeah, <laughs> friends. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, he moved down to Kansas City eventually, and um, and so that's kind of our journey. And then now, obviously, we're in the Bay Area. We're in San, you know, close to San Francisco, and uh, we're helping the church here build um, a culture of worship and prayer. Awesome. So. Yeah. So I got to ask, like, did both of you guys take naturally to prayer, like intercession? Um, Cause that was like something that I noticed within even YWAM. That's something that we would do yeah. every week. We'd have like an intercession time every week. Uh, I think it was on like Wednesday or Thursday mornings. And um, you know, there were certain people you'd be able to spot and go, they got a little extra something. <laughs> obviously like we should all pray and intercede and all yeah. that, but there's always people that have like a little extra something, but I'm just curious yeah. if it was something you guys naturally, as you were like growing in the Lord naturally took to, or was it something that happened to you that sparked that? I'm curious. I think I'm still like, I was going to say still terrified, <laughs> 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 but like for real, I mean, going back to the house of prayer and, and if there's any listeners that, that are familiar with the house of prayer, there's something so beautifully, you know, so beautiful about that room, um, mm -hmm. that prayer room, but it is like an intimidating room to like pray in. I think a lot <laughs> of leaders would still say that, um, which is on just funny. Yeah. Praying on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like leading the room in intercession. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, that's kind of like a funny point, um, growing up, uh, or so being at catch the fire, mm -hmm. um, and you kind of see some of these bigger ministries from afar. Um, and we would take trips to, uh, to IHOP, kind of our leadership team. Um, as we were starting our prayer room in Toronto, um, we would take uh, trips to IHOP. And I remember like in that season, uh, not really understanding all of it. Toronto is very father heart of God, very intimacy message, very, you know, and so, um, which little sidebar is, I think one of the, the sweet things that the Lord has done is, is even, even with Lauren and I is kind of that marriage of, of that father heart of God mm -hmm. and the heart of intercession. Um, but I will say that to, yeah, to answer your question, it was, I would go to IHOP and, and not, not really get it for what it was, but I would be like, I mean, there's no place like the prayer room. Cause you just, I mean, a place that's steeping for, you know, 24 years, yeah. 24 seven, um, you know, just the, the Holy, just feeling his presence in yeah. the room. I was always just associating it more with just like, I love being there for that intimacy with the Lord. Like I feel his mm -hmm. presence. And, and so I would say that kind of answers your question in the sense that, no, I don't think it was this like, yeah. I didn't grow up being this like, oh, you know, yeah. feeling this 
big burden for for intercession yeah. kind of thing. That's something that's actually been birthed. And even funny that I shared that story because I think it's actually that's something that's been birthed naturally through intimacy with the Lord. Yeah, I love that. As we come closer to his heart, yeah, you good. understand that, oh, he is the great intercessor. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so... um and so I think that's the that was the very natural progression. But that answer your question, it was definitely not, uh, yeah. you know, my first, yeah, my first times at IHOP. I it wasn't something yeah. that I really understood. Oh, yeah. No, I I remember. I mean, when I moved to IHOP, I actually, funny enough, didn't even know that it was a prayer room. Oh, I really? Oh, like, this is a great place, and you know, oh. our family friends were like, "Come and you'll experience the Lord," and I'm like. Perfect. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting in an orientation and, you know, they're talking about our prayer room hours every morning. And it was like from six to 12. So that's like a hefty, like going from zero to like 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day. Dude. And so I was like, okay, so I turned to the person next to me and I was like, so what's the prayer room? Like, what do we do? (laughs) (laughs) And they kind of just laughed at me and um, and that's kind of how my journey started. I never felt like, you know, yeah. God marked me for intercession. So I'm moving to IHOP to do intercession. And, you know, it's kind of similar to his story where I, I didn't know what I was walking into. I, some of those mornings were so rough. Like I, and I'm also not a morning person either. So I, I'd be like fighting. <laughs> There's like, my wife. Yeah. Oh gosh, Lord. Yeah. Like I'm doing this for you. I'm yeah. sacrificing. Uh-huh. Like I'm waking up. Um, but it was that foundational, like showing up every day and that, that consistency of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to connect with this heart. And it's like, the more that I found I was connecting with this heart, the more like Ken said that he gave me his, his heart for what intercession looks like and his heart for, you know, different burdens. I don't naturally care about you know, some of the things that are on his heart, but when he shares his heart with me, yeah. then I go, wow, mm. okay, partner with you in this. Let me, let me carry that burden with you. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. yeah. But I think even like that detail you just shared about, I don't naturally care about this thing, but once I get his heart, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I think even non-Christians, like God is, God has put himself in, in, in every single one of us. And we all resemble different facets of who yeah. he is. And yeah. so I think obviously that those things can be distorted culturally. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that, uh, uh, plenty over the last couple of years, but, um, I think that that is just the case in period. And I'm sure you guys meet people who are like, and I knew when I was five, yeah, yeah, that I was sure. supposed to be an IHOP. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, yes. and I was at an IHOP eating pa- pancakes yes. when he told me, you know, like, yes. I don't know. But, yeah. um, uh, but I, these types of stories, not to diminish those ones, but these yep. types of stories with you guys, um, to me, they, they're a lot more relatable because mm-hmm. the other ones are kind of like a superhero origin story where all of a sudden you're like, boom, I'm imbued with powers and boom, I just, all you got to do is pray. And it's like, yeah. no, sometimes I'm sure there've been times when you guys have shown up and been like, I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't really want to be here today, yeah. but then you press in and it's got, God is just like, 
Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. happened a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 More, yeah. more than a couple, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Um, I think that's it, one of the beautiful yeah. things of, of, um, yeah, if we can even just brag on, um, you know, kind of our spiritual papa, Mike Bickle at the House of Prayer, like, that's something that we've just seen him as a leader in the house of prayer. Um, I mean, he gets offered to go to trips, you know, and mm-hmm. speaking engagements um, constantly, but his, like, he knows his calling is to just be faithful before the Lord. And mm-hmm. I just think like that is such a testament to just our relationship with the Lord. Like there are those times where it's like, you're not feeling something yeah. or you're, you're not feeling, you know, your, your goose, you don't currently have the goosebumps. And uh-huh. You know, it's just like, uh, you're yawning and it's a, it's a tired moment, but, but he's like, he's still there to, to just sit with you, to be with you, to meet with you. And he's knocking on, on our hearts. Um, and so anyways, just all that to say, there is something absolutely to that. Like yeah. you said, to, to just us showing up, you know, yeah. in, in yeah. even professing our love in that way that mm-hmm. we're going to day in, day out, we're, you know, ministering to you, Lord, we're showing up just to, to be in your presence, to, to just show up as vessels, um, to be filled kind of thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So you guys are now, I guess, dir- like directors within IHOP, um, when did you guys get into kind of that role? And obviously that has led you to California. So I guess you could kind of segue in that way as well. I'm curious. For sure. So, well, just to, and just to clarify, and I'll let Lauren hop in. So mm-hmm. it's not, we are not still under the umbrella quote unquote of international house of prayer as like an organization Gotcha. that is still our absolute family. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the leadership there is, is dear, you know, friends and, and we love them, but we are uh, on staff at a local church here in the Bay area as the, the prayer room directors. And so gotcha, gotcha. just that small little, yeah. Yeah. We got they're, our wires crossed. Back, they're you know, basically, yeah. they're basically uh, still, you know, they're our family, everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not, it's not that off, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're here on staff. I'll let Lauren kind of hop in if you want to. Yeah. Do you want to repeat the question? (laughs) So I'm just curious, you know, you guys obviously were in, uh, did you guys move into any kind of establishing prayer rooms or did you lead any other places before you ended up in California? No, we didn't lead any, but we have um, kind of gone on little trips here and there Mm -hmm. and kind of helped um, smaller houses of prayer and, and churches get vision for like the house of prayer, but never Mm -hmm. an extended, like we're moving to a place to like put roots down to like help you build this thing. Yeah. Um, so this will be, this is our first experience with that. Um, at IHOP, we, you know, we were just like plugged in, um, also plugged into a local church in Kansas city. So kind of doing both and, um, and just leading worship in the prayer room and, you know, keep, keeping the fire burning. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but now it's our, it's like God took us out of that and kind of put us in a role where we're, um, you know, we really helped, uh, establish a culture of doing prayer. Like they, they are, yeah, yeah, they already had, you know, what they already had an amazing worship culture. And so their heart was just like, you know, help us put language to this, help us Mm. put a little bit of organization to this and let's figure out something 
where we can have live prayer and worship meetings and have people participate. Yeah. And so it actually looks like pretty different than IHOP. We didn't come here and replicate, you know, our experience exactly at IHOP yeah. because we really believe that every church and every community has their own culture established, Absolutely. has yeah. their own yeah. way of doing things. And that's the beautiful part of the body of Christ is yeah. that, you know, we're all so unique. And so we really just came here and we were like the pretty much like the first like six months to a year. We were like, let's just like sit back and like learn your culture and learn, you know, how you guys yeah. do things and establish relationships with people. And then let's really build something together that yeah. we feel like is us yeah. as a whole, as a church. So I think, I think we, when we first moved here, I think we would have thought, okay, we, we, the culture of prayer that we come from, let's, let's try and um, let's try and kind of build that or like, you know, focusing on this kind of like starting a prayer room. Um, and I think, you know, obviously even two and a half years later now, it's like one of the things that obviously the Lord has done in this is actually just this, this merging of prayer room and local church, yeah. mm -hmm. um, which to me is, is so special. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think we kind of caught that at the beginning, but, but two and a half years later, it, it's yeah. kind of the storyline that the Lord wrote. And I think has really burdened Lauren yeah. and I mm -hmm. for is, is seeing that merge because I think we when we think of prayer room, I think a lot of people would just think like International House of Prayer or that tiny prayer closet where the six year old grandmas go. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> um, there is a stigma. Yes, who we love, yeah. you know, and that's that's. I hope that's not offensive at all. No, nah. that's just me being fun. But yeah, um, but so that's kind of like this the the yeah. thought around prayer room, but um. But I think see, yeah, seeing that marriage in this season, yeah. like, and if I can even just share just a small blurb on that to me, it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know, we feel so burdened and passionate about it because it's like, I want to be a part of a church that where we're constantly asking the Lord, like, what do you care about? Wow, That's man. what we want to care about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Dude. Or like, or I want to be at a church where they understand the the value the the better part of just being like mary and just sitting at his feet you know mm -hmm. what i mean like there's mm -hmm. there's these things these like very key points where i feel like um that really is the future of like the quote unquote prayer movement is seeing the prayer room and local churches really yeah. merge together yeah. um I don't know if you have anything to add on that, but, but to me, that's just like something that the Lord has really like lit in us yeah. um, in this last season. And, and I think even just like, I mean, gosh, we all know, like the world is, is, I mean, where, where, where you're from, where in our area, like it gets spicy. Gets a it, little spicy. It, it's intense. <laughs> the world's, uh, the world's a little intense out there. And yeah. I think like for us to be sitting at the feet of Jesus is so necessary on a, you know, on a more than just on a Sunday morning kind of wide net expression, but us like really sitting in deep intimacy and communion with him, because I feel like there's from that place of prayer, he not only gives us his burden, but I think he, he gives us the, 
the solutions, these like yeah. he- these divine solutions as well, and and strategies for mm-hmm. for seeing heaven invade our our cities. You know yeah. what I mean? So, well, and I think there's something about coming together in a corporate way because a lot of times we think of you know intimacy is just the prayer closet and just you know on our own, which is so precious and so like we need that. But then it's like when we take that and then we come together as like a church, like seeing our church, I think last weekend we, we had a, like a special gathering for, we invited the whole church for like come to the prayer room. And, um, and it was like to see the whole church come together and pray together. It, to me, I'm like, yeah. this is how unity is birthed. Mm-hmm. Like not only are we contending and asking the Lord and, and we're, you know, our intimacy with him is growing and our, you know, our love for the things that he loves is growing. But as a church, this is, I think this is what unifies us mm. when we yeah. come together and we um, go after the same thing together. And, you know, afterwards it was like fellowship time, but you could just tell that it was like when people stepped out of that room together, they're like, oh my gosh, like. Just, feel like we've just been to war. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. That's really sweet. Dude. Yeah. I just think that unity is so on God's heart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always on his heart, but like, especially now yeah. in, in the yeah. times when the world is thrusting us towards yeah. disunity, yeah. division, hatred, yeah. de- demonizing, vil- vilifying this group yeah. or that group of yeah. these types yeah. of people is like, obviously I always say on the show that like, whatever you're seeing in the negative, that's actually hell's response to what heaven is doing. Because what, hell is not going to be able to stop what heaven is doing. It is an unstoppable tide, right? It's about as futile as trying to build a wicker wall to withstand a tsunami. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's going to happen. How, and are we going to actually partner with heaven? And that is the important yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, so for me, it's like, I'm very comfortable when I come to someone and they have a disagreement with me or they disagree on something like, rather than being like, well, you're dead to me, you know, yeah. like it, yeah just chill out you know like and i think um i just love i mean i love you guys' heart because another thing that i point out here on the show is because i am on the left coast you know and there's a lot (laughs) of a lot of venom spewed everywhere else and especially in 2020 when it was on fire everyone was like yeah burn and i'm like there are so many godly people here that are crying out to the lord that are holding holding the line and um there's just this false perception i think from the media and whatever else um and and, uh, yeah so it's just like i'm always very quick to say like hey guys like a lot of people here on the west coast that love the lord and are crying out for a a big move yeah yeah 100 like do I think it's a little bit easier to be <laughs> at, in Kansas City and be in such the like answer's a, yes, that's an easy, yeah, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. But I do think that it's strategic for God to want to put up, you know, these essentially like lighthouses in different, yeah. you know, state areas and strategic cities yeah. and, yeah. um. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, it's like, I mean, I think most of our church works in the tech industry and 
like just the influence of that. And, you know, imagine if those people get a grip for intercession and prayer and how that transforms the tech industry and how that transforms our nation. And, you know, it's like the ripple effects. And so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, is it hard? Yeah, it's, it's hard, but I think that God does, you know, there's light in the midst of darkness. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, we've witnessed it really does shine really bright and, in the darkness because these people have had to make such a choice to like no we're no like it's Mm -hmm. so dark but we're gonna show up it's so dark but we're gonna stay faithful to god and we're gonna so that's been a really cool you know thing to witness yeah yeah and to that um it's something that my wife and i realized we on our 10-year anniversary this is a couple of years ago we went down to florida for uh, you know celebration and we'd never been to Florida and it's like polar opposite of where we are basically. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy. Cause I had this, like just this big revelation. Cause when we got there, we were like, dude, I can, I can think clearer. I can, I can hear God way clearer, all these different things. But I realized rather than going, I don't want to go back, man, this is so much, so nice realizing, dude, I've been positioned in yep. this place and it, when you get over here it's a bit like put, getting like a weighted vest put on you like trainers you know like to yeah. do a little extra something they put on a weighted vest they load a bunch of weights in it and like <laughs> run it up and that's what it feels like and then once you take it off you're like dude i can run faster i can jump higher you know mm-hmm. and and so i look at it like that and go dude like even if i were here for the rest of my life that's fine but um the 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 strength that gets bred in you as a result of persevering under this spiritual pressure in California, Oregon, Washington, um, is, uh, is something that is so special. And I, I can't take credit for it. It's absolutely God, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's just, there's a unique grace. I think that, that he really gives, you know, obviously in these, yeah, for in the midst of, you know, sometimes we say, we say that we're like building, building this church or building this house of prayer, like two feet from the gates of hell. And it like yeah. feels that way sometimes. <laughs> um, but, it, but it's, yeah, it's just a, a, a grace, a special grace mm. from the Lord that yeah. you, that you need and um, that he gives you in, in your, yeah, in your need. But mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what would have been like the biggest challenges with you guys being in, in California, I would imagine maybe there was some some uh, trepidation from you guys of like, oh, we got to know that we're being called for the Lord to this place. Um, yeah. Yeah. Number one, rent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yes, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything that you want to say to that right away. I think for sure we felt the... I mean, we felt the, I don't know, we, the Lord called us so specifically and so divinely. There was probably like, I mean, we could go on telling those stories for a while. Like there was probably eight specific little kind of either kisses from the Lord or just like actual, like just like big, very mm-hmm. obvious thundering things that happened so that really crazy. like shifted us. Yeah. Um, and so we felt that call very strongly. Um, mm-hmm. And 
like I mentioned before, I don't think we fully realized what the Lord was all doing in it or what we were being sent on assignment for um, mm-hmm. other than, Hey, we have this burden for, to build, to build worship and prayer and um, you know, and, and going off of some of these words, but, but I know there was even from, you know, community around us or, you know, family, friends kind of, kind of stuff, you know, you just, you're moving to California in the middle of COVID in the middle of prices getting absolutely jacked up. Um, Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You know, moving from like, I mean, yeah, just, just, just even like, yeah, in the midst of COVID moving mm-hmm. from Kansas City, which was just a lot more open at the time um, than, than we would come to experience here in the bay in in a short matter of months but so just yeah some big shifts but i mean we really genuinely i think just i mean that was part of why the lord you know made it just so clear with really specific stuff for us Mm -hmm. um obviously it was it was a challenging move um Mm -hmm. but it felt very you know sometimes i think in the midst of that like okay wait all like feel like we've got to be missing something because it's like, he's not moving us to a place where our family is or where we have some friends or whatever, like kind of moving us to like a quite and just not really on our radar place. Mm -hmm. I think we also just kind of felt some of the like, all right, Lord, you know, you're moving, uh, you're moving, you know, he's, he's doing something much bigger than what Mm -hmm. we're experiencing in, in the, you know, the negative things of, of what COVID, you know, was happening with COVID, we knew that the Lord was, you know, a step back and, and he's, you know, and he's, you know, in the future and he's planning things out. And so I think in, yeah. in all of that, um, we felt like there was, we were kind of part of, of heaven's strategy, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, oh, yeah. and, um, and which is probably, a you know, I don't want that to sound, you know, arrogant in any way. No, but it's a high honor. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. To be called by the Lord, period, is a high yeah. honor. I don't yeah. care what it is. Yeah, 100%. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, as far as challenges, I mean, establishing something versus keeping it going. Very different. <laughs> it's a different ball yeah, game. Birthing yeah. yeah, birthing yeah. something. Um, and I think, I, I, I think the biggest thing we run up against is discouragement, whether oh, it's. Yeah. And like people don't get it or like, man, like, is this really going to grow? Is God really going to, you know, do this? Like, Am I really called to this? Yeah, are we really called to this? Yeah, really called to this? You know? <laughs> become a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, we, yeah, just being real, like we definitely face like tons of just like discouragement that comes against us in various mm-hmm. different ways. Um, but I think, like you said, it's like running a marathon with, that weighted jacket it's like we're working out something and you know constantly fighting in warfare Mm -hmm. and i think that it's doing something in us that we can't yeah we can't like presently see but i know down the line it'll it'll really play out into you know wherever god calls us or what you know wherever god wants us to establish something like this again yeah Um, and so yeah so i think i mean that's that's essentially the challenge is just yeah. discouragement and just 
yeah that makes sense keep going do it stay the course and we're (laughs) learning that like and and i mean just from our backgrounds i would say like very very specifically like to what we do i think we are just learning that and praise the lord like we have such an amazing community here gracious community even like as we're kind of you know helping steer us you know and and kind of pioneer prayer in this community there so i mean i just i love yeah we have such an amazing community in that sense but um it's uh gosh i don't even know how to how to explain it i i feel like we i kind of like lost my train of thought with that (laughs) i was words on our community words (laughs) profound Yeah, Profundity. yeah. I love what you said, dude. That oh, was, no, sorry. Solid. I, 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 <laughs> I caught it. my train. It was just, we're, we're learning that merging, like I mentioned before, of prayer and the local church. And so yeah. there's just new territory that we're taking because yeah. we, we weren't like, we didn't go to how to start a prayer room in a local church university, you yeah. know? So <laughs> we're learning and like, that's where I get to again brag on on our community is like just the the graciousness yeah. of as as we're kind of pioneering into mm-hmm. something brand new, um, just the the kind of like along for the ride. Let's do this. We're chasing the Holy yeah. Spirit and what He wants to yeah. do. Um, but there's yeah those those learning curves for sure of yeah. just you know how yeah. do we you know to the because I mean all love to them but there we still do have those those church people that do just come on Sunday, you know, and, and are just, you know, there's, there's those people that come. And so how do we, how do we rope everyone into this storyline and, and get them excited about what the Lord's doing in the earth and about prayer and worship and, and Mm -hmm. intercession and, and really, you know, getting the Lord's heart for all these things, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's, we're always trying to learn and grow in, in how we engage the whole church, you know, Mm -hmm. for, worship so well so not like striving and putting putting it on us to do it because that's really the holy spirit right yeah yeah letting go of that control do you guys feel like i mean i know that you guys are worship leaders so yeah starting a starting a prayer room because i know that i wanted to hit on this because i i just felt like there's someone out there watching or listening that's like but i really this is on my heart and i just want to know um I mean, I know that there's probably no rhyme or reason to starting a prayer room, but I would imagine a lot of that was worship was integrated into kind of clearing a space, tilling the earth sort of, but maybe it wasn't, maybe there was another way you guys did it. No, no, we, 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 we are worship and prayer together (laughs) people. Um, And I think for a few reasons, I think number one, um, it's enjoyable. It's, um, you know, I think we've all maybe experienced a prayer meeting that there's like one guy who just prays for 15 minutes straight, no music. And then the next guy gets up for 15 minutes straight, no music. And like, it's, it's like a little bit hard to like engage, like it's still so precious to God. And so I don't discount that at all, but there's something really powerful and I think biblical about like music and worship. being a part of, you know, intercession. And, um, and I think for us too, it's like how we explain how we do things is we go upward and then, you know, we go outward and we're 
and we're praying and then and then we need to gather again let's go upward together so it's kind of like a like regathering and refocus and get our hearts in the right place yeah. and you know because naturally it's like our human flesh we just we're, we're distracted yeah. i mean i i get distracted i'm like two minutes in and i'm like you know, I grab my phone or, you know, you know, it's like a natural for us to feel a little distracted. Uh And I think worship is something that really keeps our attention focused on the Lord and then gives us a launching pad into intercession. Mm. So, yeah. So a lot of like, even just what we do, I mean, explaining, explaining that a little bit is like, obviously we just start with worship, like Lauren said, and we, um, you know, just kind of whatever, just setting our gaze on him, you know, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes up to the heaven. Where does my help come from? You know, just literally lifting our eyes and setting our gaze on him and, and just worshiping him first, sitting at his feet, ministering to him first. And then from that place, um, you know, we'll have a prayer leader come up and, and lead us in, you know, what the Lord kind of put on their heart. And for us specifically at our church, we, we kind of just go through little kind of quarterly, we change our prayer topics. And so we, you know, sense from the Holy spirit that we want to pray for youth and the next generation. So now on Thursday mornings, we're praying for the youth and the next generation. So every Thursday morning, and then we have a, so prayer leader will come up and pray. And then, um, you know, something unique, but very enjoyable and very unifying is the fact that, you know, our prayer leader prays. And then while the prayer leader is praying, we as singers and musicians are listening to the prayers and essentially are going to, you know, there's key phrases that the prayer leader might say, or the Lord might just kind of give us another phrase or whatever it might be. Um, prophetically, spontaneously. And so then essentially we are now singing out after the prayer leader is done, we will sing a prayer that essentially becomes the unifying thing for nice. the Again, with the, the power of mm-hmm. like kind of that celebration of, of the power of unity in, mm-hmm. and I think music helps us get to unity yeah. faster, yeah. I yeah. think. And, yeah. uh, and so, I mean, that's something I think that a lot of people, um, you know, and, and sometimes it can become where you're like, you know, we, we're, we're not just waiting for the worship leader, like to, okay, sing the thing so that we can get unified or whatever. Like there's no, yeah. the prayer leader is praying and we encourage everyone in the room, like be praying, be praying yeah. under your breath, be praying out loud, be, be, a, but be yeah. listening also to the prayer, be agreeing, yeah. be, you know, whatever. So facilitating prayer and but then it just kind of culminates yeah. to this moment where a, a singer or a musician or a singer would have, yeah. you know, a, a, a phrase that they sing or a yeah. little chorus that they sing yeah. that really unifies the room. So, and I, think, I mean, that essentially is a prayer just because there's music with it. Just right. It, it's still a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, engaging the whole room, we're all praying, singing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so. So I think those are a couple, there's a couple points in there kind of that I think. Uh, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, okay. Let's talk about your guys's album. It's yeah. kind of a cool story of how this even came to be live yeah. in the sanctuary. Yes. Um, yeah. Super yeah. exciting. Go for it. So a lot of these songs, like Kendrian said earlier, they, I mean, some of them are like 10 years old. Some of them are newer, but the unique thing about them is most of them were birthed 
in the prayer room. So these are, these are exactly what we're saying. Like they're choruses from moments that, you know, were cultivated by either a prayer or like a passage of scripture or something in the moment. Um, and so, and then, you know, obviously workshopped and sometimes we had, it would add like some, uh, verses or like a bridge or something, yeah. um, to make it a song, but they're all really essentially birthed from, uh, the prayer room. And so we wanted to, I mean, our heart was like, even before it came to be, we're like, our heart was like, it'd be amazing someday to write songs and do an album um, around the house of prayer and give language to the house of prayer and, you know, songs that are birthed from the house of prayer. So that was like our heart in the beginning. And um, we had done a couple of projects back in Kansas city in 2017 And, um, we call them just like short little EPs. I think there were like three songs on each one. And, um, and our heart was always like, we have a a pool of songs that we would love to like someday make into a full length album. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were never, you know, pushing down doors and never, uh, yeah, just waiting on yeah, the Lord's we're just, timing. Just waiting on the Lord. We moved to California. We were like, okay, we're like, we're in a new season. Never expected to uh, record an album. And uh, we ended up meeting a guy from the church who had actually followed along pretty closely uh, with IHOP for a while and knew us um, from the IHOP stream. And um, And he was like, I can't believe you, like you guys are at our, our church. Like yeah, That's so wild. Like he yeah. saw our last um, little set or whatever from IHOP on YouTube. And he was like, that's so crazy. Like they're not only moving to California, they're moving to like Danville. California. Well, he was like, and just because I think it's such yeah. an amazing or like fun story, but he literally, I remember him telling me he was like, sad watching the last set because he was like oh i guess i won't see these guys online anymore. <laughs> probably moving you know to a different church or they're going to back something in california and i'm not going to like see them again yeah and then lo and behold like two weeks in later, person even oh, better yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so um awesome. no that was super cool so uh we just you know connected with him and mm-hmm. um you know just through our friendship with him he kind of shared with us, like, it's always been, uh, like a dream to, uh, fund an album for an IHOP worship leader. And, um, and we're like, that's kind of, I mean, praise God. That- praise God. That's kind of like wild and random and we're here and you know that. So, and just, just, I mean, even the fact that it was just like, I mean, him saying that and not knowing kind of our backstory, just, yeah. just desire. Yeah. Like we had, a, I mean, yeah gosh, we still do. We still have a bunch of songs that are oh, like, I'm sure we want to release again, you know, but, yeah. but not him, not knowing that we have, yeah, um, not knowing we have songs at all songs. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> literally. And so yeah. just super cool. And that kind of felt like the beginning of the green light yeah. then for us, like, okay, maybe it is the timing for us yeah. to, for us to do this. And so, yeah. and he, you know, he is a very um, prayerful guy when it comes to um things like this he he's actually such like he has an anointing for kingdom financing and like really prays about you know what where to put you know his dollars to or whatever in in a very kingdom way and um and he really prayed about this and you know the lord really told him like just fund it like fund 
you know, the whole thing basically. And that was like such a shock to us. We were like, Oh uh, yeah. Like yeah. that was not, we, you know, we didn't expect that at all. We were not, you know, there was not on our radar. And so I think the, just the story of like how God orchestrated yeah. all of it. And, um, and our heart too was we just want to do it live. We want it to be, um, you know, in our church sanctuary where we do the prayer room here. Yeah. Um, so we recorded it and we brought out some of our really close friends from IHOP um, who are musicians that play, you know, full time in the house of prayer. And then uh, we combined it with some of, you know, our people here, our musicians here. And so mm -hmm. it was like this merging of our two worlds of, you know, our, our families coming together and we're doing this in family. And um, we spent, like three or four days rehearsing together. And, um, and then we just went for it. We did a couple, couple days of recording and yeah, it was all live. We didn't, we didn't overdub anything. We didn't, um, retrack anything. It was just like, we're just yeah releasing just it, wanting and, it to be kind of what it is. All of these songs yeah. coming from organic, live moments you know yeah. what i mean where that's how they were birthed and it just kind of felt like that's how they should be put yeah. into the world in that same way is like and i mean don't get us wrong we've you know our other projects we did in the studio where it's yeah. you know we, yeah. we we're doctoring we're the sound it. and we're retracting <laughs> things or whatever like that's yeah. I mean, yeah. our probably our next project will be that's what musicians do you know yeah. like when they're recording a lot of times it just it felt this it just felt right to to do it in that yeah. way and just to not overdub and not retract stuff and just to yeah. go for it and yeah. um Dude. and we got blessed with an amazing um mixing engineer too that obviously just helped make things sound crushed cool. it yeah <laughs> crushed and the mix shout out to you for uh for saying it right because a lot of people <laughs> which is probably our fault but a lot of people would say live in the sanctuary as in like to live in the sanctuary oh i kind of don't correct them but i, I don't like i mean it, it works I, it like works. i kind of like that too yeah. whatever you i want just to fully be. committed to saying it right i, I guess but i i didn't know that there was another way to say it but um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. honestly though it doesn't um although it does say live uh next to every song yeah. uh but i maybe that was a subconscious thing i don't know yeah. um but um dude like you guys i mean you really feel it though in this this album of just like it's raw it's raw but it's not it doesn't it doesn't like there's nothing about it that gives it away that you're singing these things live and you're just going mm -hmm. for it yeah yeah um so when i really thought about it as you guys were talking i'm like dang like that's i mean that's mm. it's obvious that god's hand was over this whole thing because i mean number one like these songs you hear like uh man it's so good you guys i i just i love this album um it's just it's one of those things every now and then something will come and it hits you just right mm. yeah. through processing things with the lord and things just like there's something that hits and just charges um whatever you're going through and you're like yes this was what was missing this thing right here to fully express how i'm how i'm feeling right now so um yeah. what was it, what was it like i mean in terms of picking out the songs was it just like a holy spirit download this song this song this song or were there some that some that you had to really kind of wrestle with in terms of putting on versus not putting on the album 
we wrestled. We wrestled a lot. <laughs> Lauren and I are funny too, with even just like a uh, kind of a background, you know, into us. Like, well, even going further back before we met, we both really didn't think that the Lord would would um what's the word whatever lead us to marry somebody that was a musician i think we both literally were like i don't want to marry anyone that's musical it's just going to be easier that way let's, let's weird it such a weird like thing it's kind of a weird, it is a weird thing but but i think it's funny mentioning that because you know even even in our songwriting that is i think it's like the beautiful picture of um of like marriage even mm-hmm. and relationship and covenant where it's just like when it's hard it's like it's really hard <laughs> but when we choose to like boom like let's yeah, press in the... here let's let's engage yeah. let, like let's let's really like you know let's finish this song together you know what i mean like let's find okay this hasn't quite been working okay let's start something over let's redo it whatever yeah. And so in the process of it, we, you know, we kind of ran into that, but I think we found those mm-hmm. songs where it was like, okay, yes, mm-hmm. this we're, we're landing on this and yeah. it made sense. And so, I mean, yeah, we had a list of probably like, um, I mean, I have like my little app on my phone, you know, like maybe like 40 ish songs. Or Whoa, something. dude. That where yeah. it was like, okay, we need to, there's some that are totally done. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of them that are maybe 75% done. And then you know, the rest is, um, you know, the rest are like just little snippets and needs to get workshopped or whatever. And Mm. so I think we had those ones though, like specifically like enlarge my heart was a song that we, um, that we had done in the IHOP community quite a bit, like singing on Sundays. And so that was like one where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we need to finally just like actually get this song out there. And so that Mm -hmm. people, you know, have a landing spot for this song that we've been singing on Sundays for a long time. And um, Psalm 91 was just like a a song that we had already recorded, Mm -hmm. um, but just kind of wanted that different expression of it. Yeah, it's legit. That's a a legit song. Live version of it. Thank you. Um, And and then just like, I mean, yeah, the Lord just kind of pieced the rest of it together, just kind of like having those moments of like, oh, yeah, okay, this is it. And, and a couple moments where it was like, okay, this is definitely not it yet on mm-hmm. this, you know, we would workshop yeah. a certain song and it was like, yeah, just not feeling the peace. And so that one not ready to be birthed yet. Exactly. Didn't yeah. make the project. Yeah. Actually we're really kind of sad because <laughs> one of our friends was like, Hey, where'd that one song go? We actually recorded another song on this project. Oh, nice. didn't end up. Uh, making the cut just based on just you know us kind of feeling that kind of mm-hmm. right at the last second mm-hmm. just kind of feeling like you know what I think there is a this is for a different moment or mm-hmm. like this is a little bit just something that needs to get reworked a little bit yeah. and so yeah you, know, you kind of just go through that process of fine yeah. fine yeah. tooth combing through stuff and yeah. Yeah. yeah I would say though being married both being musicians worship leaders at on the one hand, I can see why you were like, no, it's going to be easier to, to, you know, for them to not be that way. Um, there is a measure of being understood though, that comes from having, because my wife and I are both artists. And, um, and so having that as we've grown together and grown in our skills and grown as a couple, there is, 
there is this kind of understanding. You don't need to explain, you get each other in that way of like, you know, I'm, if I'm, you know, steeped in a project or she's steeped in a project, there's this respect and support and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause yeah. we know, we understand that process rather than yeah. like, you know, that being a point of contention within the relationship, yeah. maybe, I mean, it still can be, you know, but, yeah. but I do think that there's a measure of understanding common ground. It's a common ground, yeah. you know, That's that is really true. precious. Yep. That is so, so true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. We're grateful for that. Yeah. Well, I, this is great. I would love for you guys to actually uh, do something a little bit different. Lead us in a prayer for California. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd love absolutely. to hear you start. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Lord, we um Lord, we thank you for this yeah. time. Lord, yes. we thank you uh just for this moment in history that we find ourselves in right now. Lord, I thank you. Um Lord, just for the uh the men and women, the the next generation even, mm-hmm. but the the leaders that you're raising up in this time, Lord. Um for the move of God that, that you are doing. And, um, Lord, we just, we bless this state, Lord, we bless yes. the state of California. Yes. Lord, we ask for your, um, your mighty hand, yeah. um, to, to just move. Um, yes. Lord, we ask for, um, in a, in a state that sees so much, uh, this fight of drought, Lord, we ask for the reign of God mm, over yes, this state. Lord. We ask yes, for Lord. mighty moves of yes, God Lord. in cities yes. all up and down the coast. Jesus, yes, we ask Lord. that, yes. that you would move powerfully Lord. And, and we ask even for, um, these cities of, of influence where um, so, so much social media and entertainment and arts is coming out of Lord. And there's so much influence that we ask that there would be this um, inbreaking of righteousness and godliness Lord into these spheres, Lord, into the tech industry, Lord, that you would, you would break in Jesus in, in mighty ways, Lord, that you would raise up, Daniels in yeah. California, Jesus, that you would yes. raise up the Moseses, the Esthers, Jesus, in our generation, Lord, mm-hmm. that you would do that in California, that you would, um, yeah, and even, Lord, as stuff gets, you know, moved from California into the rest of the nation, Lord, that it would be like this mm-hmm. wave that sweeps mm-hmm. the nation, Lord, mm-hmm. that, that, that righteousness and godliness and revival would begin to sweep the nation from California, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. In Jesus name. Yeah. Lord, we thank you just for the wells of revival that are in yes. California. Lord, we thank, thank you, you for the Jesus movement and we thank you for Azusa. Lord, we yes. just believe even this afternoon, we just believe that there's more mm-hmm. that you want to do more. We just say that you're not done. You're not done yet with California, that your eyes are on us. Yeah. Lord, I ask that you would raise up um, a prayer movement all across the state. Yeah. Lord, that you would raise up lighthouses in the the midst of darkness, God. Yeah. Those who would um, declare and proclaim your name. And Lord, we do ask for a move. We ask for a move of God, a supernatural move of God. Yeah. Lord, in our generation, Lord, yeah. do something that we've never seen before. Lord, we just believe in faith for revival. We believe in faith for yeah. salvation. We believe yes, in faith Jesus. for yeah. um, 
a move of holiness, God, and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing, God. We thank you that you love California. Lord, you love California. Yeah. Your eyes are on us. Yeah. And Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Amen. Guys, this was fantastic. Um yeah. How can oh, how can people follow you? How can they listen to the album? All that yeah. stuff. Let people know. Yeah. So yeah. these names right here, <laughs> and you see the website. Um, if you actually go to the website, Kendrick and Lauren, you'll you'll get the list of where you can find um, our our projects on literally every platform that you can think of. I I don't think there's one that you wouldn't be able to find it on. Um, or just follow along on our YouTube channel. Um, it would, uh, you, you know, it would bless us just like it blesses Elijah fire. If you subscribe to the channel, um, and you can then, you know, keep following along for all the other uh, additional songs that come out, but, um, you can find it basically anywhere. Just search our names. Um, pretty unique last name. (laughs) You were wondering how to say it before. Duick, D-U-E-C-K. If you if you punch that into Apple Music or Spotify or wherever, yeah. you will you'll stumble across the music. Awesome. Yeah. And we yeah. made it super easy, everybody. If you open the description under stuff we talked about, I gave a little taster. I put the music video to ceiling floor in there. And if you cool. like what you hear, which you will, guaranteed. Um, there's also a link to the Spotify album if Spotify is your thing. Otherwise, you can search for it wherever you listen to your music. Um, and then obviously, I put all their socials in there as well. So, um, super easy for you guys. So, go listen to that right after this. Um, guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for so having much. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Friday. Uh, tune in on Monday. We've got Krista Bullock back. You guys love Krista Bullock, so that'll be great. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Have an amazing weekend. Love you guys, and we'll see you on Monday. Okay, bye. bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.